the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, and life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in relationships, as well as artfully handling life's challenges. She has had many opportunities to present numerous educational seminars and lectures on a variety of motivational, inspirational, and mental health topics around the world. Please take a moment to visit her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's Cynthia, H-I-E-T-T dot com. Her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon. Thank you for joining me today. I'm always grateful that you listen to the show, that you take advantage of all the things we have on the website, and that you share it with your friends. So I really do appreciate that. It's kind of making the world better one person at a time, right? So I wanted to talk today about family versus friends. And, you know, even as I was driving in today, I was talking to my assistant And she was complaining about family. She's like, oh, my gosh. And I said, isn't that interesting? I'm doing a show on that today. So, you know, family is tough. It really is. And sometimes our friends even can be tougher. But I want you to think about why relationships with family and friends are important. See, stable relationships with friends, families, and partners are especially important for young people. And it really can influence their physical health. It promotes self-esteem, a sense of belonging, and assist in the development of problem-solving and social skills. And see, we kind of have a generation that hasn't been taught these, like, very basic things. And they get out into the world, and they're not making great choices. And it isn't maybe always their fault. So I want you to think about this, this family versus friends, and if we're comparing key relationships. So friendships and familial relationships really can be both a source of stress and a source of comfort, depending on the circumstances. So whatever your own unique relationship balance is amongst your friends and or your family members, you know that both friends and family can provide meaningful and fulfilling connections. However, How about family versus friends again? When it comes to comparing friendship and familial relationships, you have to know 
that the quality of the relationship is a key component of how meaningful and supportive and fulfilling the relationship is. This means that whether you're mostly close with all your friends or your family, you can still experience loving, healthy, and respectful relationships. So this is why it's imperative for us to recognize that friends help us if our families hurt us, and our families help us if our friends hurt us, right? If we go out into the world and we get beat up, family can help us. And so there is, you know, quote unquote, no better when it comes to familial relationships or friendships. So which is better, the family or the friends? Well, relationships are all different and will vary based on unique circumstances. A fairer comparison would maybe be to ask yourself, which relationships are healthier? So healthy relationships may be absent amongst your family, but not amongst your friendship, or vice versa. Maybe you feel safer in your family and not with your friend group. So how do friends differ from family members? Well, one of the big differences between family and friends is that your family member's relational label will not change, even if you have an argument. So in other words, I can't get rid of my family, all right? I, it's like th this is the family that I'm born into. And so it's always going to be my family. I can change my friends. So think about that. Your siblings, your parents, your aunt, your cousins, grandparents, stepbrother or sister will always maintain that relational label, even if you become estranged. So with friendships, if you have a falling out, your relationship status can change and you may end up completely disconnected. Now in some families, there is more of an undertone that no matter what, family is family and issues may be prioritized for resolution. While this may not be the case with some friendships. So when you think about that, you recognize that, wow, I can be estranged from my family, and I can really get a, what we would call a family of choice versus a family of origin. And so my family of choice are the people that get me, that I enjoy, that maybe I really trust. And maybe that family of choice is very helpful for me. But it doesn't mean I get rid of my family of origin. And so this is where you want to consider both family and friends can be caring, loving, are irreplaceable, and maintain their relationship with you throughout the ups and downs of life. While some families are open, loving, and warm, other families can be cold, abusive, and neglectful. So unlike with friendships, especially if you're a minor, families can feel more difficult to remove yourself from. I mean, how many of you have said when you were growing up, I'm running away, I'm running away, I hate this family, I'm never going to come back to this family. And it's a real feeling. It's a real true experience. So while some families are open and loving, maybe your family was abusive or cold and neglectful. And, and I tell my clients this story all the time that the, the family that I grew up in, now, you, if you've listened to the show, you know that I am adopted and so are my two other brothers. And my oldest sister was my parents' only natural child. 
So we were quite the motley crew because we didn't look like each other at all. And I would tease my brother at school, and I would say to him, you know, things like, hey, you know, why are you acting this way? And, and who do you think you are? And these kinds of things. And he would say to his friends, oh, that's my sister. Just ignore her. And I would say, I'm just your sister. That's who I am today, your sister. And he would get so mad because, you see, we were adopted and we didn't look like each other at all. I had blonde hair. He had black hair. And so it was always this bantering back and forth. But I had to come to terms later on in my life that that's the family God picked for me. Many, many times I didn't understand it. Many, many times I was not happy with it. Many times I had said to God, God, you had the whole entire planet to pick from, and this is the family you chose for me? Really? This family? Now, as an older person, I'm grown up, I can see a lot of benefits to God's wisdom that he really knew where to place me. And so this is where we want to think about this family versus friends, and we can do it kind of like a comparison chart. So both family and friends can be caring, loving, irreplaceable. They can maintain their relationship with you and the ups and downs in life, while some families you know, are very open, loving, and warm, and others might be cold, abusive, and neglectful. And so I, I like to tell my clients this story about just how different I was naturally. And so my family never hugged, never kissed, never said, I love you. And I had an experience with God when I was in my 20s. And so I was like a changed person. I was like, oh, my gosh, people actually say, I love you. People actually smile at you and say, I'm glad you're here. And so I went back to my family and I started saying, I love you all the time. And I would hug them and kiss them and say, I love you. And they all looked at each other like, okay, what is Cynthia doing now? She's like totally off the grid again. We don't know where this is coming from. Except what started to happen was everybody started doing it. And everyone felt better. Now, do I ever get credit for it? No. Like they don't say, hey, thank you, Cynthia, for starting the I love you thing. <laughs> but <laughs> it did change our family dramatically. So when you think about this, you think about unlike friendships, especially if you're a minor, families can feel a lot more difficult to remove yourself from, and it may feel impossible, and it may be impossible. So family relationships may also be associated with a lot more complex issues, hierarchical disparities, circumstances where one may feel indebted to another, while healthy friendships often have a very even power structure. So let's look at this. This is kind of a table. So family. What do we have with family? Well, we'll always be related regardless of circumstances. You know, you can disown your family, but they still are your family. So in that kind of a family, you may feel pressure to keep a connection that you don't really want to stay connected with. You may have more motivation to overcome issues in your family. And it might give you more incentive to get your act together if you want to leave the family. So progressive family, these patterns can impact really relational choices. And so maybe they were friends, 
Maybe they were kind and loving. Maybe it was sporadic. And so you want to think about families are a mixture of very complicated humans that have very different personalities and very different gifts. When we look at friends, we say, well, they may not always be my friend. I've had friends that the relationship needed to end. It wasn't working. They were going in a direction I was not willing to go in. And so I can say to a friend, we're not, we're not friends anymore. In fact, like what, I'm breaking up with you, I guess, right? <laughs> and so friends also come and go. And maybe the friends you had at work, you know, you have friends at church or you have friends from high school. So you have different groups of friends. And we may feel less pressure to resolve issues with friendships, especially if they're new. Or maybe we're impacted by persuasive family relationship patterns, like they guilt us into saying, but this is family. Why aren't you coming? Why aren't you here? Where have you been, right? Friends, though, can be loving and kind. And also family can be loving and kind. So join me in the next segment as we talk about why do I like my friends more than my family? Well, welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you always for joining in and listening and for encouraging your friends to listen to the show as well. I always want you to make sure that you go to the website and take advantage of the things that we have on the website as well. So today, we are talking about family versus friends and comparing those key relationships. And so we talked in the first segment about friendships and about familial relationships. And they can both be a source of stress and of comfort as well. And they differ as we move through life. Sometimes there's a dip. Sometimes it comes back. Maybe it ends. Maybe we regenerate it. And so family, this whole idea of family, both friends and family can be very meaningful and fulfilling connections to our lives. We need them both. We can't just, you know, depend on our friends. We can't just depend on our families. So when it comes to comparing friendships and family, I want you to know that the quality of the relationship is a key component of how meaningful and supportive and fulfilling the relationship is, which is one of the reasons why it gets difficult when we get let down. See, I might have an expectation on my family that they'll always understand me, or they'll always listen to me, they'll always be kind to me, they'll always defer to me, or they'll always help me no matter what you know kind of thing I get myself into. And as we grow up, we may have to recognize that, wow, that, that's quite an expectation on a person, even if they're, they are in my family. And so this means that whether you're mostly close with your friends or mostly close with your family, you can still experience loving, healthy, and respectful relationships. You can also still experience getting hurt, looked over, misunderstood, unwanted, right? And so we have to really recognize that as adults, we can manage these bumps and valleys that happen with friends and family. So when we think about the family versus friends, 
we understand that both family and friends can be caring and loving and maintain their relationship with you through the ups and downs of life. Well, some families are open, loving, and warm. Others are maybe cold, abusive, and neglectful. So you have to figure out, hey, what's going on in this particular system? If we call a family, it's like a system. And so I also have a friend group that's a system. And once I learn the system, I can anticipate how I think people are going to act, what they're going to do, whether or not I can depend on them. And so when we consider friends versus family, we have to make sure that we're having appropriate expectations on a family relationship or on a friend relationship. So sometimes what happens, and this happens in my office frequently, maybe I'll have a married couple and the wife may be saying things to me like, well, he doesn't defer to me and and I don't think I matter to him and he doesn't even respond to me. He doesn't want to hear my ideas, things like this. Well, I come to find that maybe in this gentleman's family, women didn't talk that much. They talked to each other, but they let men make choices, which we know is very, very, uh, you know, unhealthy, right? But if you were raised in a family that way, and you go out into the world and create friends or boyfriends, girlfriends, these types of things, if you're not careful, you'll take that family system with you. And so if you were raised in a family that you're not really supposed to talk What's going to happen to your relationship as an adult if you go into it with that kind of intention? That you say to yourself, well, I just better listen, and that way I'll be loved. Or we can do the opposite. If the only way I got attention was acting out, that's going to be pretty chaotic for my adult relationship. If the only way I I can get my spouse's or boyfriend, girlfriend's attention is by acting out... Yes, they'll notice me, but I don't know how long they'll want to be with me. And so we have to recognize what happened in our families and how we interpreted it and how it works in our everyday life. So think about this. Family will always be related regardless of circumstances, just the way that it is. My friends, I may not not always be friends with everybody. I might have friends, friendships that last six months or friendships that are based on a circumstance or friendships based on where I'm at in the United States or what company I'm in. So why do we maybe think that both sides, friends and families, should always be kind and loving? Well, I like that idea. I help people work toward that. I think that's a, a, an appropriate desire, but we have to, as adults, make sure that we are not going into a friendship with that inner child inside of us that is thinking, well, now, now I'll be loved. Now I'll be wanted. Now I'll be seen because I wasn't in my family. So we have to remind ourselves, what are we bringing into our friendships? And what are we expecting from those friendships? Are there some family things that maybe we're throwing into those relationships. So how about this? Have you been at different points in your life when you liked your friends a lot more than your family? (laughs) I mean, I think 
Wow, if you don't, if you're one of those people that really, really likes your family more than your friends, I'm amazed. Because that is a wonderful thing if you are. Most of us don't have that feeling. So if you feel like your friends have replaced your family or that you prefer your friends to your family, just understand that you're not alone and that doesn't make it wrong. So if your family's guilting you, you might want to set some boundaries. You might want to say, you know what, I do love you and I do want to be with the family and I also have a life. I also have other commitments. I also have other relationships that I'm also tending to. So many individuals turn to friends when they have difficulties with their family members or they feel as if their friends are more trustworthy and understand them better than their family members do. That may be true. You have control over who you choose to surround yourself when it comes to friends. This is a choice that we are allowed to have. We didn't get to choose our families. And that is something we have to come to acceptance of. And we need to come to terms with it. See, being able to choose friends who support and accept you may feel a lot different when compared to your family relationships. So do family members count as friends? I want you to think about that. Do you have family members that you would consider your friend? Or are they just family members that you know you have a responsibility toward? So family or friends? Maybe family members can also be considered friends. A lot of times that happens as we grow up. Sometimes, though, when we grow up, we don't want anything to do with some of those relationships because our whole entire way of doing our life is different than them. That doesn't mean that we disrespect that family of origin that we've come from. It means that we recognize that there isn't one person that can do all things for me. And so I want you to listen in the next segment as we talk about why do you rely on most family or why do you rely on friends more? Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and I always really appreciate that you tune into the show and that you really help your family and your friends also want to listen to the show. I think it would help a lot if we all kind of worked on being on the same page in terms of how we interacted with each other, how we valued each other, how we respected each other. And so today we are talking about family versus friends. And, you know, who do you rely on most and why? And what you'll find, depending on your age, that it was different at different times in your life. So we know that family members can also be considered friends. There's no rule stating that family members can't also be a friend. So, you you know, you may have a cousin that's close in age. You may have a sibling that you consider to be your best friend or another family member who you feel like you really, truly can confide in. And then what happens as we grow and change, that might change as well. You may grow out of that relationship. And that sometimes can be quite painful when we grow out of a relationship. And we have to ask ourselves, oh, my gosh, this hurts. Because at one point, 
it just felt so good in that relationship. I felt seen, I felt wanted, I felt known, I felt like I could relax, and I was loved. And as we grow, sometimes we grow out of relationships. And it is painful, but it is necessary. Because you have to remind yourself that you have a responsibility to do you. You're the only one that can really do you. And so if you're over the age of 19 or 24, then you are responsible for you. And you're responsible for the type of person you choose to be, what you commit to, what matters to you, what you hold yourself accountable for. So let's look at the friends or family. Who do you rely on most and why? And this is what's fascinating. It can change through time. In the beginning, if you're under the age of 12, even if you're still in high school, you're depending and relying on your parents most. As you grow up, you may find your parents relying on you. So having unhealthy family situations makes it even more probable that you will want to exit the family and create your own group that you feel comfortable in. But I don't want you to have that be the only reason you leave a group or a system. See, we also have many times if we're, if we're dealing with too much family, we have a more difficult time making or maintaining friendships and we may rely more on family members. And maybe that's what we were taught. Maybe you feel like, wow, I'm breaking the rule if I go outside of my family and ask for advice from somebody else. So have more difficult time making or maintaining friendships, and you may rely more on family members if you're pressured in that manner or if you've had some bad experiences. I'm sure that all of us can remember many times as we were growing up or different times in our lives when we were thankful that we could go back to family. But we also might remember how painful it was that we can't go back to our family because our family was disorganized and dysfunctional. So when we think about our friends better than family for your health, well, I want you to know that research indicates that friendships, especially for adults, predict better health outcomes than familial relationships do. Having solid, reliable friendships was more closely tied to feeling happier and healthier. Now, why would that be? Well, to me, the obvious is because it's our choice. And the older that we get, the more we should know ourselves. And the more I know myself, the more I know what to expect and what's expected of me. And I know whether or not I'm able to do it. And so it is more important to have a family, a good family, but it's also very important to have very good friends. So I don't want you to think that it's an either-or situation. See, research indicates that having good friends is tied to better mental and physical health outcomes. Now, with that said, every circumstance obviously is unique, and it's up to you to figure out which relationship in your life is most fulfilling and how are you going to protect that relationship how are you going to make sure that you stay the adult in that relationship even if you fall apart or you feel weak or you got really hurt 
whatever it is, that you still are the adult you, and you are not making that person that is a friend be more than a friend. You don't want that friend to have to be your pastor all the time, have to be your consultant all the time, have to be the person that fixes your house, have to be the person that fixes your car, right? We want to make sure that we are really caring for that relationship, not abusing the relationship. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about family or friends. Well, welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you always for joining in. And thank you especially for telling your friends about the show and encouraging them to listen to it as well. And so today we've been talking about friendships and family members and that type of relationship, the familial relationships and the friend relationships, which is more like who we pick as our own new family of origin. So many of us have our original family, the family that we were born into, and then we have the family of choice. And those are the people that as we've grown up and learned more about ourselves and came to understand ourselves better and what we needed, what we wanted, what was our preference, that that becomes what we call a family of choice. Because those are the people that I really connect with that really makes sense to me. And, and I really do want you to know that there may be family members that are part of that family of choice as well. You may have a sister or a brother that you really, really like. And then you may have another brother or another sister that you say, no, I can't, I can't even deal with those people. And so you can really pick, as you are an adult, you get to really pick the people that mean something to you, that cause you to feel more like yourself, that help you to be the best version of you, that hold you accountable, and that love you in spite of some of the foibles that you have and the mistakes that maybe you have made. So when we look at this, we say, why are relationships with family and friends important? Well, maybe that's a no-brainer. But, you know, it really has a lot to do with our own physical health, the more connected we are with other humans that really love us, that listen, that care about us, that want to know about us, the healthier we are. See, relationships, whether they are family or what you choose, the people you choose, they influence our physical health dramatically. They promote self-esteem or they crush self-esteem. So we either have a sense of belonging which assists in the development of, in prob, of problem solving. See, when I feel like I belong somewhere, I'm going to be better at solving problems because I'm going to feel like I'm not on my own all the time. And so family versus friends. Well, let's think about that. We all have a family and we all have friends to one degree or another, right? So how do you compare and contrast your family versus your friends? And maybe... I, I, have, I have people that I know that they have great friendships in their families, and they really, really like those people. They've gone to college. They have their own, you know, jobs that they like. They have their own families, but they really, really like their family of origin. It's awesome. It's unusual, but it's really, really awesome. 
So what I want you to think about is your family relationships versus your friendships. And when we look at the two, we can recognize that they both can fit, but they are going to be different. See, friendships and familial relationships can be a source of of stress and can be a source of comfort. And it really depends on the person, depends on where they're at in their life. I, I don't know about you, but I've had friends come back into my life that I didn't think I wanted to be friends with anymore. And as time occurred and people grow and change, I'm like, wow, I really like that person. And then there's some people that I've known for a really long time. The longer I get to know them, the more I recognize we are pretty dissimilar. And I liked that person a lot better when I was younger than when I am with them now. And so whatever your unique relational balance is amongst your friends and your family, you have to know that both friends and family can provide meaningful and fulfilling connections. Some of it has to do with your expectations. And so we oftentimes (laughs) will want to treat people the way we want to be treated. Now, that's an old saying that we've heard many, many times. Some of that is a good rule. Some of it really is. Treat others the way you would want to be treated. However, if we think about just in the animal kingdom, right? Well, how do I treat a cat and how do I treat a dog? Do I give cat food to my fish, right? And so this is where we want to remind ourselves that we can have big differences in our families and still love those people. The more that we begin to understand an individual, what makes them tick, why they do what they do, usually the more compassion we have. And so we want to think about this idea that I have family, I have friends. Are some of my family members my friends? Are some of my friends wanting to be in my family? So this is where you want to say to yourself, when it comes to comparing friendships and familial relationships, know that the quality of the relationship is the key component of how meaningful, supportive, and fulfilling that relationship is going to be. This means that whether you're mostly close with your friends or mostly close with your family, you can still experience love, health, and respectful relationships. You might have some different expectations. There may be some different rules. But you have to remind yourself as an adult, it is your choice. Nobody can make you do anything. And this is where I want you to think about, is there a better or worse? Is a family better or are friends better? Well, there really is no better. See, when it comes to familial relationships and friendships, relationships are important, period. See, humans cannot manage all on their own. They need to have a group. They need to have people that they know, people that see them for who they are, people that accept them. All humans need that. So I have to say to myself, maybe a fair comparison would be to ask myself, is my family healthy? Are my friendships healthy? Do I need to do a little cleanup in both of those areas? And maybe then I'll find out then I might like somebody more than I thought. Or if I do some cleanup, I might find out that I really don't like that person as much as I thought I did. So how do our friends and our family differ? Well, 
Obviously, the biggest difference is family and friends is that your families, right, that label's not going to ever change. That is your family. Now, you can change the family if the system will allow it. You can change the family if you decide to be different. And I tell people the story of, you know, my family was not affectionate at all. And I came back from California. I was working at, um, I was an assistant buyer. And I just hated this job. And so I came home to my parents and my mom, and I went walked around the block. And, and she said to me, why don't you, you know, try a church or something? And I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to try a church. Well, so I did. I go try this church, and it happened to be an extremely charismatic church. <laughs> so my family was nothing like that. They were all cognitive. And I was the only, like, performer an artistic person in the family. And so I go to this church, and it's like, wow, there's all this music, and people are just hugging everybody, and so happy to see them, and they're raising their hands, and wow, so much dynamics. And I kind of was, I was kind of scared. I was like, okay, this is crazy. Because the church that I grew up in was very staid. We were quiet, we listened, we were never late, we got up, we went home. And so when I think about, wow, friends and family members, and I'm going to this new church, and people are hugging me, and they're so glad to see me, and people are raising their hands, well, I mean, I really was invigorated. I was really feeling like I was in my element, and I was. So I go home, and I try to introduce all of this to my family. So I started hugging them and kissing them and telling them I love them, and they're looking at me like I am from outer space. I mean, it's hilarious when I think about it. But guess what? My family now does. Hugs each other all the time. Loves each other. Is interested in each other. And so I want you to know that because that gave me the idea that, wow, there are things that can change. I, I can try and change it. If it doesn't change, then I'm just glad I tried. But I can change relationships by the way I act, by the tone of voice, whether I'm prompt, whether I check back with them, all these things I can do to change the dynamic of a relationship, whether it's a family relationship or a friendship. And so when we compare friends and family, both friends and family can be caring and loving, irreplaceable even, and maintain their relationship with you, even though it's going through ups and downs of life. See, while some families are super open, Loving and warm, others can be cold, abusive, and neglectful. If you're an adult, you have a choice. You have a choice as to whether or not you're going to try to change that system. And see, that's what I did. When I came home, every time from that church, I started changing the family system. And then the family started getting more affectionate. My family started being more interested. We started telling jokes. We started having some really fun times. Now, I'm adopted. I don't look like anybody in my family. I'm nothing like anyone in my family. But as I've grown and gotten older, I have a much better understanding as why God put me in that family. Because I used to say to God, of all the people on the planet, you pick these people. I'm this creative type. I'm a performer. I'm a musician. And they were all about scholastics. And in retrospect, now I see 
that God was very diligent in making sure that I used all the talents he gave me. Because intelligence and, and school, that was not one of the things I ever wanted to do. And so this family was so committed to my education. And I realize now how important that was to me. That may not be important to everyone. I have different siblings in my family that they do different types of jobs. And they found the one that fits them. And so when we do this difference between family and friends, we might find that there's some crossover, that maybe some friends we have kind of feel like our family. And maybe some of the family members are becoming our friend. So I want you to really think about this idea about family and that we're related regardless of circumstances, but friendship is always a choice. And friendships may come and go. Maybe family gives me more pressure, but it keeps a connection. Maybe my family helps me overcome different issues. Or maybe my friends are the one that helped me become a better version of myself. So both families can be kind and loving, if they so choose. And your friends, if you're choosing them, should be kind and loving. So what happens if you like your friends better than your family? I want to remind you that in heaven, we are just one family. You're not going to go to heaven and be with your family of origin, okay? (laughs) Unless you find them and choose them. So I want you to think about this. That if you prefer your friends over your family, I don't want you to feel guilty about it. I do want you to understand why. I want you to ask yourself, what's the difference between my friends and my family? Is it a positive difference? Or is it one that stems from rebellion? Is it one that says, you know, I I am so tired of the way that my family treated me. I'm going to do the complete opposite. So I want you to think about these things. And remind yourself that, man, maybe I just need to get to know my family a little bit better now as we're adults. Maybe I'm only thinking of what they were like when we were growing up, and I already have a judgment against them. So this is Conversations with Cynthia. So glad that you joined me today. Make sure you tell your friends about the show. And I appreciate all the things that you say online that are helping. And it helps me to know what more to do. So have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you next week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website at CynthiaHyatt.com or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please Take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.